Before we get into today's episode, I just want to give a very special shout out to Citizen Cafe Hebrew Language Learning School. They're located right here in the heart of Tel Aviv. And if you are looking to improve your Hebrew skills so that you can, I don't know, flirt with a hot guy or communicate better with your in-laws or yell at your landlord and not sound like a total idiot, then you definitely need to check out Citizen Cafe. They offer classes both in person and online, and you can learn from Israel's most expert Hebrew teachers. I myself just finished up my semester. Uh, my teacher was shy and he was absolutely wonderful. I know how hard it can be to learn Hebrew, but they really make you feel like you're learning the type of Hebrew that's practical and real life. And you don't have to worry about opening up boring textbooks or, you know, filling out stupid worksheets or anything like that. It's small group classes, it's modern Hebrew, and it really helps you gain the confidence that you need to talk to the people in your life so that next time you're out on a date or out at a bar and you're with a bunch of Israelis, you're actually gonna be able to participate in the conversation and really integrate yourself into life here in Israel. So whether you're here in Israel or you're listening from abroad and you want to improve your Hebrew skills, make sure and check out the link in the episode description and check out Citizen Cafe. You'll get 10% off your first semester of Hebrew courses plus a complimentary intro session. So definitely check that out and let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to Kiss and Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv's first and only dating, sex, and relationships podcast. We put the love in Tel Aviv. I'm your host, Margot, and I know I said this at the beginning of the last episode about six months ago. It's been a minute, but I am back for season two of Kiss and Tel Aviv. If you've been listening to this podcast since the very beginning, you know that it started in February of 2019. And so there's been a big couple of hiatuses that I've taken in recording. And I just appreciate you sticking with me because I really, really love creating this podcast. And the truth is that It's been a while because there's just been, you know, a lot going on in the world. (laughs) Just a few little things, you know, like the world opening back up again and everybody getting vaccinated. Oh, and then there was a tiny little war that happened this summer. That was fun. (laughs) (laughs) that was fucking fun and yeah so in all honesty I was not really in a good place it's July it's the end of July I think the last episode I did was like I don't even fucking know it was a while ago um June was a tough ass month Because right as things started to open back up and Corona, you know, at least it felt like we were out of the woods of Corona. Then Hamas said, bitch, I don't think so. And launched a fucking war. I never meant to start a war. 
Okay, I'll stop singing Miley Cyrus. Slicha. But I think that, like, okay, June fucking sucked. Not only was Mercury in retrograde, but your girl was just fucking depressed, all right? I personally, if you know me pretty well, um, you know that I am not a summer person. I always get the summertime sadness. Lana Del Rey was on to something, okay? I do not thrive in the summer. It is not my time, okay? I am very, very, very sensitive to heat. I really like going to the beach, but other than that, I don't feel comfortable in summer clothing. My thighs are always chafing. It's it's unbelievably hot. It's disgusting. And anyone who says like, I love summer. No, you don't. That's bullshit. And also just, it's not my time. And I always get a little bit of the summertime blues. I just do. And I think what really exacerbated my summertime blues this year was the fact that there was like this huge pressure to have like a hot girl summer and everything's woke uh opening up again and we're waxed and vaxxed and ready to fuck and I'm like I'm not (laughs) I'm personally absolutely not I found that going back out when things started to open up a few months ago was incredibly overwhelming and I do not think I am alone in this I feel like I remember the first night I went out in Tel Aviv after I got back and I literally was I got so overwhelmed. I ended up like drinking a little bit too much because I was nervous. I was anxious and it just didn't feel good. And then I had a wicked hangover the next day. And like it was just and I was like, I'm super anxious and I'm overwhelmed by all of the people around everywhere. It's gotten a little bit better and I feel like, you know, more comfortable. But we'll see what happens with this Delta variant whatever if we're gonna have more lockdowns but I think the anxiety over things opening back up was a lot if you heard that um person honking you know just live from Tel Aviv uh featuring Israeli drivers anyways the anxiety about things opening back up and then the pressure to have a hot girl summer it it's a lot okay I'm more about hot girl fall personally and hot girl summer is a great mindset to have but I just I want not hot girl summer but like autumn girl summer autumn girl autumn girl autumn okay that's what the fuck I want it's too fucking hot all right and my thighs are chafing and I'm gonna start a goddamn fire anyways um I also ended things with a long time Yaziz for those of you who listen to the fuck buddy episode Um, if you haven't, you can go back and listen after you're done listening to this one. Of course, um, I had a, what do we call him? Yizzies. Yes. But more like a long, long, not long term, but I was fucking this guy for a year and a half. Okay. And it was great. It was wonderful. Um, but, and it, it wasn't, um, you know, a, a relationship. It wasn't, um, you know, exclusive, monogamous, anything like that. We had a great sexual chemistry and we knew each other really well. And, you know, there was a lot of respect there for a long time until things just started to sort of not be as sexy as they once were. And if you listened to the Fuck Buddy episode, you know that the number one rule with any kind of Yaziz, fuck buddy, lover, whatever you want to call it, is to know when to end things on a good note before it gets complicated and ugly and before anybody gets 
you know, their feelings hurt. I just felt like it was time to call it. It's kind of like when you have a TV show that should have ended a season before it ends and then they end up going past that good season and make a shitty season to end it like like fucking Dexter. Okay, Dexter, don't don't Dexter your Yaziz, your fuck buddy. Okay, just don't know when to call it so that that shit is remarkable and legendary and memorable. Okay, and that's how I feel about my Yaziz. However, it wasn't it was weird because like I had been involved whatever the fuck you want to call it with this dude shout out to you if you're listening you know who the fuck you are hey daddy (laughs) oh my god (sighs) but um for like a year and a half and when you get that comfortable with someone it's hard to end it I'm not gonna lie and even though it's not a relationship and it's not a serious thing and it's whatever you become friends with that person and you get into a rhythm and a thing and like you see them somewhat frequently and then you're like "Uh, fuck but your girl had to do what she had to do and so yeah that's another update so between that and like ending uh you know things opening up again and then and then just like all this pressure to have a girl summer oh and a full-on fucking war (sighs) i'm not even gonna start with that war makes me horny though it really does. I'm like stressed and I'm like, someone needs to come and fuck me right now. And Mr. My fuck buddy didn't. Okay. We didn't. We that's when I knew I had to call it because homeboy just did not like reach out during that shit. Um, and I was like, I am scared and horny and you're not really acknowledging that right now. <laughs> so I got to go. OK, bye. <laughs> Um, that's not why I ended it, but at that point I knew like something was some, something had changed. Something had changed. Anyways, enough about him. But speaking of war, war, (laughs) war makes me horny. (laughs) It really does. There's a reason why there's, it's a baby boom after a war. So jokes on you Hamas, because everybody got horny and fucked and there's probably going to be lots of little Hamas babies, not Hamas babies, but like, fuck you because you try to kill us. And A, we have the Iron Dome. So go fuck yourselves. And B, everybody gets horny and fucks and makes even more little Jewish Israeli babies. So fuck you and your dumb rockets because our rockets are launching too. A, 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 A. (laughs) Oh my God. I'll stop. Okay. Yeah. So war was an interesting thing. Um, all the things that come with it. I find it really funny when, you know, this isn't my first rodeo slash war in Israel. I've lived here since 2012. I didn't experience anything as serious as like the Intifada or anything that, um, you know, Israeli native Israelis have. But um, there was Tsuketan, there was a Mudanan. And it's interesting who reaches out to you during those times and who doesn't. Um, you really, you really kind of learn who's there for you. And then you always get, there's, there's three occasions in which fuck boys come back from the dead, right? It's holidays and well, two. Okay. It's two holidays and war. <laughs> they always come back to check in. It's either a or a 
הכל בסדר? You're safe? You have a ממ"ד? Did you hear the boom? Do you have a מקלט in your, uh, your place? How about I come over to uh, keep your company, you know, in case there is a siren? <laughs> Thanks, Tomer. <laughs> I know what you want to do with your kipat barzel, my dude. It's, it's pretty obvious, all right? So just, you know, that. I just, I think it's funny how these, how these fuckboys always come back from the dead. Speaking of death, a death. Um, I'm on a little bit of a detox from dating right now. I'm in this place where I am... not actively seeking, you know, partnership or sex or whatever, but I'm also open to the idea of meeting people. So I'm in this like neutral place and it feels pretty good. Um, and it's a weird place to be in because especially as women, we're always supposed to be like seeking out a relationship and no, 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 no. But I just find that when you do that, it comes from such an inauthentic place and you end up, subconsciously or sometimes consciously just becoming a little bit desperate and desperation is one of the strongest scents known to humans it can be smelled scent it can be it can be smelled from miles away and i think that like all this the the more pressure and like All of this that people put on, especially women, because men, men just don't have this. Some do from like their email, like, when are you going to give me grandbabies? But, you know, this pressure to be in a relationship is just like it. I think it causes people to settle and to get into situations that they normally might not want or like, you know, just people that are just not that remarkable. So I don't really I don't know, man. I have cleared the roster. What do you do when you've cleared the roster or the roster, a.k.a. the list of people you should be, you know, not should be the list of people that you're talking to at any given time? And I truly do believe. I truly do believe in a roster. What do I mean by that? Um, keeping a, if you're talking to people, talk to a couple different people at a time. We've discussed this on the podcast before, but. It really helps so that you don't get your hopes up um, on one person and you don't end up overly emphasizing their good traits, overlooking their red flags, romanticizing them, putting them on a pedestal. Um, and you get experiences with other people. Dating should be something that you do to learn more about yourself and like it's data, right? It's all about gathering data and it's. I don't know. I've completely cleared my roster. I say that though. And I'm like literally going on a date in a couple hours. <laughs> oh Lord. With this guy from Instagram. Which brings me to my next fucking topic. Okay. Please listen closely. Especially if you're a dude. Okay. A straight dude. Particularly. This isn't applied to the gays. Okay. Because... I, I just just it doesn't if you are going to slide into a girl's dms you better not come through with a private profile stop doing that my dude what are you what are you thinking would you go up to a girl and At a bar with a bag over your head 
would you try to say hi to her from 50 feet away where she can barely see you? That's what it's like when we try to look at your stupid fucking profile picture to see if you're actually hot or not. And then what? I have to add you? No fucking way, Tomer. You have 214 followers. What the fuck are you trying to hide? A seven-year-old picture of you from the army? A photo of you at a wedding from 2016? A stupid photo of your Knani dog that you fucking adopted from Ganmeir? Die! Why is your profile on private? And the only stories you put up are like you and your boys playing matkot at the beach. There's not that much to hide, dude. Nobody cares about you that much. You, you don't need to put your shit on private. And that's what the funny thing is about these dudes. They'll put their profile on private and then proceed to like send a picture of their dick on WhatsApp. I'm like, oh yeah, you really care about privacy, Tomer. <laughs> like, open up your profile. You're not doing anything that remarkable. <laughs> And if you don't have any good pics on your Instagram, then stop using it as a dating app. Stop. Stop it. Instagram can be a wonderful way to meet people. I've been, I've, I've talked about this in the last episode that I did 17 years ago about meeting guys off Instagram. I think it's fine to slide into somebody's DMs if you have a profile that is, in, that is public. I don't understand what you guys are doing and why you think you're so important that you need to keep that private. What do you... Stop it. There's not that much to hide, dude. Nobody cares about you that much. I love you. I don't. But like, I hate to break it to you. Please stop doing that. Um, Speaking of social media, there is this uh, Facebook group here in Tel Aviv called Dates from Hell Aviv. And it's a great place. Shout out to the admins. This is not in any way meant to... Um, disparage the group in any way i've in fact shared a lot of my content on there and had some cool interactions with people on there but some of these fucking posts the ladies 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 i often address the guys here on zipod and like their silly behavior but if we're going to hold them accountable, we have to hold ourselves accountable too. Some of the things that get posted in that group are so cringeworthy that I just literally, I can't even, I want to engage with them, but then I know that it's kind of just like picking a scab. It's nothing good's going to come from it and it's going to make me feel like worse, you know? It, <sighs> I see a lot of women posting in that group about they ask questions to the community and I think it's a great thing to be able to go to a place that's only women to to ask questions and stuff like that but also it's like do you not have girlfriends to talk about this with and I don't mean to sound like a bitch but like I don't know it's just some of these questions are like really intense and some of them are just like pretty obvious answers I see a lot of women posting stuff like I don't understand why guys disappear off dating apps. We were having such a good conversation and then they just disappear and ghost. First of all, I said this in the ghosting episode. If you've never met someone, you cannot get ghosted by them. And you sure as fuck cannot get ghosted by somebody from an app. You can't even get ghosted by them from WhatsApp if you haven't met them. And people get, women, ladies get so upset and they write about this stuff a lot in in this group and it's like we gotta ask ourselves 
what kind of expectations are you projecting onto this random profile picture? That's because that's what it is. Yes, you're talking to a person, but like you don't know them. You don't know them, baby girl. And like I it's not worth getting your feelings hurt by a random dude with an assortment of photos that probably he's not even that hot. <laughs> like here's the point I'm trying to make is that I think oftentimes, especially in the beginning stages when you're talking to someone, the first couple of conversations it's easy to place certain expectations on that, but you got to let that go. You got to let that go and let, let let go of any expectations. Because when people write stuff like that in this Facebook group, like, where did he go? It's like, what were you expecting from him? Like, what is it that you're that you're projecting onto this situation? You don't know him, which is also why keeping a roster if you're actively dating and you're not seeing anyone seriously you should be talking to multiple people so that when these guys do and they will inevitably disappear from into the ether that you're not so upset also if you get that upset about a stranger rejecting you then perhaps it's worth considering why you're dating in the first place maybe it's worth taking a little bit of a dating detox because if you're in a place where somebody who might not even be who they are, who they say they are on an app is making you feel that bad, then perhaps it's not the time. Perhaps therapy is a better idea than Tinder. <laughs> okay. And I say that to both men and women, but in this case, Yo, some of those posts I see in Dates from Hell Aviv. Ooh, child. And also some of the, whoa, the judgment that goes on in there and the terrible, terrible advice. Like sometimes people will post legitimate questions and women, y'all gotta stop fucking slut shaming each other in there. Enough is enough. You are, you are literally playing into the hands of men when you do that. When a woman goes on that group and she posts about a sexual interaction that she had with a dude and you go in there and you're like, well, what did you expect? You slept with him. Have a little bit more respect for yourself. Do you know what that does? You are literally pitting yourself against another woman. Do you know who benefits from that? Men only and only men the fucking patriarchy okay stop doing that you do not need to even chime in whatsoever on what another woman is doing with her body die die if you do not respect other women how do you expect anybody to respect you that is just oof and you know what when you say stuff like that and you slut shame other women Guess what? Deep down, you're secretly, I think, a little bit jealous. There's something about their behavior that you don't like because maybe you want to be doing that yourself. Maybe you want to be having a little bit more of an active sex life. Maybe you want to be able to like, you know, express your sexuality and have fun with hot guys. And when you slut shame like that in the comment section, and I see it all the fucking time, ladies, your insecurity is showing, okay? It is. It's loud and clear for everyone to see. 
That and desperation. Strongest sense known to man. <laughs> quit it with that shit. Because you know what? When you're insecure like that and you put other women down, men can smell that because it's a form of desperation. It's almost like you're desperate to be liked by guys. So you think that putting down other women is going to help you in the meantime. And it's not. What it is going to do, however, is make it easier for, for men to prey on you and treat you like shit because you treat other women like shit. You probably treat yourself like shit. So enough of that. Oh, gosh. The stuff that goes on in that Facebook, not all, not all of it's bad. And again, I, I'm not trying to shit on the Facebook group. I think it's a great place and I have a lot of love and respect for the admins and the women in that group. But sometimes, whoo, yeah, Bikitsu, don't pin your expectations and hopes and dreams on a Tinder convo, okay? It's a little social media roundup. Do not slide into a woman's DMs if your fucking profile is on private and do not pin your expectations on a Tinder convo. And then when he stops talking to you, go post about it in dates in Hell of Eve, dates from Hell of Eve. Okay. That's, that's kind of it for this episode. Um, I really am happy to be back on the mic. This gives me such a sense of joy and happiness. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who's listening to this. And if you are not following me over on social media, my at is M-A-R-G-O-T-2-E-2. That's the number two, the letter E, the number two. Follow me over on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter, where I make lots of content about life in Tel Aviv, dating, Uh, all kinds of fun stuff. And until next time, I just want to thank you for being here and we'll see you in the next episode. And welcome back to Kiss and Tell Aviv. It's good to be home. All right, you little hookers, whores, prostitutes, and sluts. See you in the next one. Mwah.